0: is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? No, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank right. you. Yeah, I'm yes, with you. Todd, right. I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Burgess. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Sean Bolson uh, sitting in with us uh, for the podcast. And boy, uh, the golf world kind of blew up yesterday, didn't it? It oh, did. Oh, gosh. That was certainly a big story, and that'll be the story for a while until we get a few more details. But I thought inevitably this is what would happen, but I I wasn't sure it would come where basically professional golf is owned now by the Saudis.
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, it is financially backed, uh, but it sounds like the PGA is still going to kind of run the day-to-day, this is how we play tournaments, this is how we do it but between the litigation that was there and the PGA just you know uh, not having as much financial backing sounded like the PGA was in some financial straits and, and due to that it led down this road
0: well they you know they saw live with their 20 million dollar purses for yep. their events And they pumped up their purses to $20 million. And I've read that some of the sponsors suddenly were asked to pony up an extra seven to 10 million uh, to be title sponsors of, of tournaments and, And they were taken aback by that. There was such a big jump from where the prize pools had been for these. uh, You know, they didn't call them elevated events before, but they were seven and a half, eight million to twenty million. You know, that's a big jump. So probably they had the money for a few years to do that, uh, but not in the long term. And then they were both going, both sides going to have to expose financial records and things like that. That that opens you up for other litigation. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure that uh, the PIF. Uh, and the Saudis uh, said, you know, we have an endless ocean of money. We will just keep suing you. It feels a little bit to me like a, a hostile takeover. Yeah. Uh, that the PGA Tour was able to negotiate something else, uh, you know, for themselves on the side.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I do think details coming out will be huge. Yeah. Bottom line, Brooks Kepka winning the PGA, I thought had a, quite a bit to do with it. Mm-hmm uh and the more i hear i don't know that it did i just think they're just in such financial straits yeah and the pga has been such a successful uh league and given so much to charity over the years but basically trying to keep up with the neighbors yeah trying to bump the prize pools you know all this litigation all these attorney fees they can suck you dry when you're on a when you're on a budget and yeah. like we said the saudis you know who no you budget know, there's no budget yeah. and they 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 have as much as they want, and they'll never use it all. So if they really say they want something, uh, they can get it, and they can just buy it. And Yeah, that's kind of a sad piece of what's happening here. But for a golf fan, we're going to see all the best golfers together again.
0: We hope. Uh, Like you said, let's wait and see what the details are on that. Some believe this signals the end of the Live Tour. (laughs) I'm not as sure about that uh, necessarily because – Uh, these guys have contracts with the PIF to, you know, to play on the live tour. Now, just because they're going to offer, uh, live players a chance to return to the PGA tour. Some of these guys were pretty vocal in, you know, it was about the money. Sure. But it was also about not playing as many events having a more of an off-season, uh, things like that. So, you know, they have contracts, from what I've read, at their five-year deal, so they'll run through 26 yep. uh, with Live Golf. So I, I, I'm I, not sure that Live Golf is necessarily over. Um, I, I think there's still going to be that Live Tour, but others are saying this signals the end of it. So, you know, we just don't know. But I feel like there will still be a Live Tour, They'll schedule their events, and they'll work in cooperation with the PGA Tour, and they'll add a few more events rather than just the four majors where live tour players can play on the PGA Tour, something like that. I don't know. It's, uh, it's in the details. But I thought that Jeff Ogilvy, did you see his interview after the meeting, uh, former major champion but yep. hasn't been relevant for a while, uh, and he said, it seemed to us as though uh, this was rushed that they found out that it was going to be leaked, that they were working together to come up with a deal, so they took a preemptive strike and came out with this announcement. He said, because we don't really know much beyond this. Yeah. He said, there aren't any details. So that certainly sounds like probably what happened.
1: Yeah, it definitely could have been. I thought one of the interesting things, too, throughout it is, if you notice, you haven't heard Greg Norman's name once. Right. And, you know, he was kind of the face, and And let's get... So I think the live accomplished what they wanted to. Um, they got to this. I do think at this point, You know, they're going to continue, their guys are under contract and did take these huge dollars to get there. So they're going to have to fulfill that, you know, depending on, you know, there's always things that can be worked out in it. But for a golfer to say, I went over there because it was a better schedule. You know, I heard a lot. I wanted to grow the game. I mean, bottom line, everybody just wanted the 100, 125 million, which
0: made sense. I mean, (laughs) hard to turn it down. I can't blame them. It's easy to say you wouldn't take the money when it isn't offered to you. Right. It's real easy to turn down 100 million for someone else. Uh, you know, right. until you're the guy getting the offer, then it's a harder question.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, I, I get all the, 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 the different things you can say, you know, with the Saudi. Saudi money isn't super clean, no, right? No, There's no money probably dirtier than China. Yeah, and And I the know. PGA's got a significant. If you dig into any large company and you really want to try to tie all the tentacles together, you're probably going to be able to find something somewhere that isn't legit or right. great. Right, And so... You know, we really, you know, with the Khashoggi being killed and, and, you know, that was really used as a, uh, you know, this is why the Saudis are bad. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But, you know, the PGA pulling a lot of their dough and having the relationships with China, same kind of deal. I did see the 9-11 victims' uh, families release some. So it's going to turn into a social uh, issue, which anytime you have something this big, it's going to. But the bottom line, I think they're going to figure out the money. I think this is going to save the PGA Tour with the money, and I think it's going to bring more golfers from all around the world, including the DP Tour in Europe, which I like to watch in the mornings on the weekends. Right. There's a lot of good players there, so I think we're just going to see our fields increase and continue to grow, and and I think it'll be good for golf in the long run.
0: I do too. Uh, I, it it definitely uh, makes a big difference. I think, um, you know, the social aspect of it. <laughs> And I'm not certainly ex- excusing the Saudis, yeah. we all know, um, but they're not the only ones. And when you live in a global economy, right. uh, you know there's, there's lots of dirty money. So I also have read, uh, before all this happened yesterday even, that the PGA Tour and Commissioner were getting pressure from uh, some of their sponsors because their sponsors are involved in business with the Saudis. Mm-hmm. And they were hearing from the Saudis about the PGA Tour acting the way that they were. Uh, So they also went to the PGA Tour and said, look, we do business with the Saudis. We're not going to stop doing business with them. Uh, So we would appreciate a little better working relationship. So there was some behind-the-scenes stuff. In the end, I just feel like Jay Monahan's hand was forced. Uh, I think he did all he could to stop this from happening. I mean, look at all the measures he took. He tried to stop it. He wasn't able to. So at some point, you have to say, we aren't going to win this fight. The Saudis have an endless ocean of cash. They make a billion dollars a day uh, by exporting oil. What are you going to do about that? The PGA Tour can't compete with that. No. So I think he looked at it and said, we don't have any choice, so let's call this off now before more damage is done to the PGA Tour's finances and maybe some things come out Maybe Jay Monhan is hiding a little something uh, for some of his business dealings. Who knows? It doesn't sound like either one of them wanted to continue uh, with the legal filings. So, you know, who knows what goes on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing to me to be, when you hear the Rory McElroy, Justin Thomas, all these people that essentially, you know, saved their reputation and just sold everything saying, hey, we don't believe in that. This is where we're staying. Yeah. Kind of sounded to me like they were blindsided by this and yeah. were a big part of the uh, decision. So... As those things continue to come out in the next couple of days, I think it'll be interesting to hear what happened and how it really happened because it was very abrupt.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, I think they they weren't ready to come out with it, but they they got word that a story was going to be leaked. That yep. would be my guess. And they said, I guess Monahan said in the meeting that this had been in the works for about seven weeks when they first started. So. Seven weeks ago, you know, you kind of look back in time. That was before the PGA. It was before the Masters where they had baffle ratings for that. Or maybe it was right around the time of the Masters. I guess it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they started with their meetings, I think, because they got to the point in their lawsuits against each other uh, where they didn't really want to go any further. Either side. Uh, The Saudis were going to have to, you know, open their books. Well, we know they don't want to do that. And the PGA Tour is going to have to do the same. And apparently they didn't want to either. Uh, so they are going to maintain their non-profit status for one portion of it and then go uh, with an LLC in another portion. I don't really understand that part of it, how you can be both non-profit and for-profit, but I guess they just set up a whole other business model.
1: Yeah, it just sounds like, I mean, they can basically spin it off into two different companies is yeah. what it is. One's for profit and one isn't. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting, though, that, uh, that all this has gone down. But, yeah, I think in the end, uh, but not this year, but starting next year, the golf fans will, will win yep. uh, because we'll see the the best players playing in more tournaments together. Right. I don't think we're going to see it like it was. I, I really don't think it's going back to no more live golf. I think there is still going to be some live golf in there, but I could be wrong. Others are saying that it's over after this year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. So anyway, uh, big news uh, in the world of golf, uh, certainly yesterday. Did you watch any of the Memorial then this weekend?
1: I did watch some of it. Uh it, it was uh,
0: entertaining. Um always like watching
1: Jack's tournament. You know, it's kind of fun. Um but yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was really nice out. I had, my daughter had her graduation party on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I had that going on and had a lot of family in town, but yeah, I watched Thursday, Friday especially watched it. So good Yeah.
0: Tournament. Yeah. Uh I felt uh, kind of bad for uh, the guy at the end who hadn't won uh, previously his name, Uh No, uh, the guy who was there right to the end. Lipsky kind of coughed it up early in right. the day. Uh, he was there till the end, and then he made bogey on eighteen to send it to the playoff. And and he hadn't won a tournament uh, yet this year. I was at
1: uh, Libby's graduation party. Yeah, I, was I can't remember
0: thing. his name. And then and then Hovland wound up winning it. Yeah, and Victor is putting himself in contention a lot. Yeah, uh, these good. days. He's might be the best player right now on tour that hasn't won a major yet, and I think that's coming for him. It would seem.
1: Yeah, I would think so too. He was on my uh, my draft board for the uh, Masters. He's really good. He's there all the time. Yeah, uh, he, and he's uh, he's getting closer and closer. And I mean, he he's. Uh, He's as quality of a player right now, you know, as there is. I'd put him top ten in the world for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. If you take everybody into consideration, so yeah, I think ma- him uh, majors in his horizon.
0: It does seem. Uh, yeah. That that'll be the case. You know, yeah, earlier in his career, uh, he his long game terrific, short game not so much. Uh, but then I guess he went to work on the short game, and yeah. now that's outstanding. He had there was some <laughs> difficult chips to make around those greens. Oh, yeah. At the Memorial, uh, the the one of the more um, interesting parts of the tournament was Saturday. So during the tournament, Jack always comes up and he sits for a while uh, in the broadcast booth yeah. and talks about it. And Jason Day hit a shot on 16, the par three that's gotten a lot of criticism. And he walks away and he mut- kind of mutters under his breath, stupid hole. And Jack hears it because you could hear him say that. They had a, a yeah. mic nearby. And Jack goes, what did he say, stupid hole? And he goes, he might be right.
1: Well, less than twenty five percent of the people hit that green. Yeah, you know. And Jack said, if if you have the best players in the world and half of them can't hit the green, you know, maybe you do have to yeah. look at
0: doing something different. The design wasn't quite right. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of fun. And I was, I enjoyed that. Jack was very self deprecating on his design of the golf course. He said, "Look, I, it's not a good hole. I'm seeing that sitting up here." And he said, "I like to come up and sit with you guys and and talk with you and yeah. get see the perspective." And he said, and we'll make changes to that hole. That hole is going to be changed yeah. uh, for next well, year's Well, and tournament. I've heard
1: you say stupid hole in the course. and I, mean, I say you know, that a lot,
0: even though they're not stupid holes. And they don't change them. I <laughs> don't. What's the deal? <laughs> uh, I say stupid hole after a stupid shot, generally. But right. but yeah, so anyway, uh, the Memorial was fun. U.S. Open uh, coming up Father's Day weekend yeah. uh, next week. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, are you getting out and playing any?
1: I am playing some. I have a big, tur- big pro-am this weekend, okay. the tape mark. Uh, the biggest pro-am in the state. It is uh so, you know one of the it's fun it's a three-day tournament it's uh you a guy like me never going to feel like he's more of a professional golfer than playing this you know yeah. i took you there one year with bremer and yeah it's a foot you walk in and i mean i think you get a new golf bag a pair of shoes they just start handing these to us i like, know this is really nice so yeah. um yeah i'm excited my game's been okay um had a good showing in the tournament last friday shot 73 um yeah so yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'm okay. But you know, you start getting to some of these, they run the greens as you remember at that course just a little crazy. Yeah. Where you know, you're almost afraid to blow on the ball or they're gonna roll right. off the green. So right. um, it'll be interesting. And they're um, pretty undulating as I recall. They are. Yeah. So if if I can go there and if I can shoot, you know, seventy six
0: uh, at a course like that, I'll be happy. So. Boy, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I'd be very happy. Yeah. Uh, is, is the course called the tape mark then? So, it's Southview. Okay, Southview. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was 2009, I want to say, uh, when you took me over there for that yeah. event. I still have the shoes that I got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so certainly a fun event. And. Hold uh,
1: 14 years ago, you still have the same shoes?
0: Well, I don't wear them anymore. Oh, okay. I kept them, though. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm on
1: about a, a 18-month window when I get rid Are of you? my shoes. So, yeah. yeah, 14. I was just doing the math. I yeah. thought that was a little extreme.
0: I'm still not wearing them, yeah. All but right. I, but I do, I do have them still. Good. Because that was the souvenir from the event, so I got to I got to keep those shoes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there's shortstops this weekend, too. Yeah. Little Crow Saturday and Eagle Creek on Sunday. Uh, I can't play Saturday. I've got stuff to do, uh, but I'm, I'm going to play the, the Eagle Creek shortstop on Sunday. Kind of looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, If if our team didn't make the cut friday saturday there's a cut for sunday then i'll definitely be playing in the uh, shortstop back home on sunday it's uh, one, one of my favorite ones to go to
0: yeah you bet uh, uh in a single day tournament is nice so you're right. not committing the whole weekend right. uh to that and and uh you know I've, I've had a little luck in that i won the senior flight a few years back when i played really well on a windy day so uh you know there's some good feelings yeah uh, about the tournament i remember that day i worked up some uh Some anger at one individual in particular, because I had just kind of finished watching the dance, you know, the the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan thing, right? And Jordan used to invent uh, 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 slights or insults by enemies against himself to fire himself up to play teams that he didn't
1: care about. You were offended by the pro at that time, and you used
0: that as a little bit of motivation. I remember this. I did. I I used that as some motivation. And it wasn't what he did. I I was kind of, I'm going to be mad at him because that's going to give me an edge. And it helped. It feels know. like I'm
1: sitting in the radio station
0: with Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> Not hardly. But uh, but yeah, and, and I thought, well, that's interesting. So it isn't even true. He just makes up uh, slights or insults from opponents. So he's mad at them the whole game, even though they don't do anything. Uh, and that was kind of what I used for that particular tournament. And it worked. So I got to figure out somebody to be mad at on Sunday. Well, I could
1: pass. arrange somebody to come up and actually do something or really, Yeah, yeah. You know, upset just to you. tick me off. Yeah.
0: Well, I have to have that edge, you yeah. know. It's that competitive edge, but in golf, it can't be too much because then the hands get a little tight or whatever. It's kind of a fine line you have to walk in right. golf. I agree. Yeah, it. Uh, you have to be aggressive and passive at the same time. Aggressive, and that...
1: passive, and yeah. then to have a cocktail here and there never hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll leave know? that to you. Right, but that that kind of like. To find that perfect
0: three-way line. Once you find it, you're in. <laughs> That's right. Hey, have you have you had a chance to watch the Twins at all here recently?
1: Haven't watched the Twins hardly at all. I've been I've been uh, you know at night with my girls doing a little lake stuff, trying yeah, to golf yeah. a little bit. So yeah. I haven't watched the Twins. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, been, I will, and I told been worth watching. That September.
0: Much. Are they still leading their division? They are yeah. uh, with one game over 500. Worst
1: division in baseball.
0: Yeah, they've got a three and a half game lead, and they're 31 and 30. They'd be twelve games behind Tampa in the American League East, uh, and then injuries. You know, Buxton is out with a rib contusion again, or something like that. So I mean, when when is Buxton out? I know at some point. Yeah, I know. And they're not even playing him in center field now, right? Uh, he's just DHing, which really limits his value. He's not a nine-figure player when he's not playing so, in the outfield. How about Joey Gallo? Yeah, you know he is who he is. He but he gets on. It, it's fun. He, yeah. You know, he had what
1: four home runs and you know, 13 at bats yeah. early in the year yeah. and then all of a sudden they look and he's over 22 and then he, you know it's it, it is who he is but yeah I mean when he gets on he's kind of entertained. he's
0: a compelling figure to he watch is. at the plate he's a giant man he's yeah. like six six and 240 and moves very well in the outfield yeah. or first base and takes a vicious rip so you're going to see some entertainment definitely with Joey Gallo yeah uh, but uh but, yeah, some injuries. And, you know, I didn't expect the Twins to become a pitching first team. Right. They've always been a hitting first team. Mm-hmm. Now they can't find hitters. And even though I was certainly in favor of trading Louis Arise, uh he's kind of sticking his thumb in the Twins' eye. He's hitting 400. It's right. the latest in the season a player's been hitting 400 since 2008. So it's been a while. Yeah.
1: And even when he was here, you know, you and I joked a lot about how. I mean, getting out of the infield was a big yeah, deal. You know, yeah. he's just a – but, man,
0: the guy's good. I know he's steering the ball around. He could just, like, place the ball where yeah. he wants to with a bat. He doesn't hit it hard. Uh, so, you know – And there's...
1: he's a, he's he's an above-average fielder. Uh, no, no, no. Well, uh, but is he adequate? No, no. That's really? why the Twins got rid of him. Okay,
0: I, I just looked it up because I've been taking some grief for my Louis Arise stance because yeah. he's hitting 400, and you know rightfully so. So you wanted so. to find some reason why? No, I knew that he was a bad fielder, so I looked it up uh, defensively. He's ranked of uh, 296 ranked players defensively. He's 216th. Oh. So well, yeah, he's in the bottom there, third. Uh, but so I mean, there's all of eighty guys that are worse defenders than he is. He's not last. He is, and, and he's, he's hitting four hundred. He's in the, that's right, and he's in the fifth percentile for for sprint speed. So he's slow footed too, and can't play defense. But other than that, he's hitting four hundred. Yeah.
1: Ah, It's all right. Hey, Buxton might be, you know, in the top one percent for speed. Yeah, and uh, you know, a a decent fielder, but he doesn't play
0: the field. No, he doesn't play anymore. So, but he's hurt all the time. I know that hurts him. It does. I know. Sean, have a good week. Thanks, Todd. All right, Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender.